Hello, I'm Alan McGuire, and this is Juvenalia, a podcast about childish things. Uh, my co-host today is Sarah Griffin. Hello, Sarah. Hello. And our guest is 2FM DJ, broadcaster, memoirist, <laughs> Louise McSharry. <laughs> yeah, hey. hey. What up, guys? I'm a memoirist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so is Sarah. This is like <laughs> memoir party. Non-fic. Yeah. yeah. Louise, what are you going to talk to us about today? I'm going to talk about the seminal classic film, Dirty Dancing. Which I know sounds kind of strange because why would children be watching Dirty Dancing? But I was a child who watched Dirty Dancing repeatedly. I watched it once as a child with my parents. They were very awkward about it. After they, they kind of forgot about bits of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I first watched it, um, I think, so I moved to America when I was seven. And this movie came out in 1987. So I was five when it was in the cinema. Mm-hmm. So sometime between 19, like being five and seven, it was a big thing in my life because it was definitely when I still lived in Dublin because yeah. I used to watch it with my mom and my dad, my biological dad died when I was really small. So it was just me, my mom and my brother. And my most vivid memory of watching it at that stage in my life was watching it on a rainy day with my mom, just the two of us and someone coming and knocking on the door and me answering the door and saying, oh, we're just watching Dirty Dancing. And my mother just being like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> um, Obviously, I did not realize that maybe it wasn't really appropriate mm-hmm. for a six-year-old. Yeah. But um, I mean, a lot of it definitely went over my head. I've watched it probably a hundred times since then. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I think when you're, when you're that age, the bits that aren't for you are just boring. Yeah. Like it's mm. like you don't really know what's happening when there's like a doctor and some people who are pretty stressed out looking and like I don't care like, let's get back to the dancing I'm six yeah, yeah. I mean I definitely didn't realize an abortion happened in it that was certainly no. No. <laughs> yeah there, that was certainly not something that computed with me at the time but uh, but one of the like I mean I just I just remember because I have just such vivid memories of watching it in that house in Dublin um, but also uh, I remember. I'm not, like I mean, I wasn't like a sexualized child, but I was definitely very aware of sex. Um, like I knew that it was a thing. I didn't really know exactly how it worked, but mm-hmm. I was extremely curious about it. Mm. Um, so, and and what's interesting watching the film back as an adult, like there's so many sexy moments, but there's no actual sex. In fact, you barely even see Patrick Swayze and Baby, the kind of you know lovers in the film. Mm-hmm. You barely even see them kiss. Yeah, but yeah. I said to my mother one time watching it that I had a funny feeling in my tummy during one of their sexy scenes. <laughs> that was like my first ever yeah. kind of The moment. awakening, yeah. 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 That's real. Um, which is not surprising because Patrick Swayze is such a ride in Merciful film. God. His <laughs> arms. We were watching it this morning and I kind of just was like, he was standing on the log with his arms out and I, I was like, merciful God, how does that even work? He wears how? like skinny black jeans. High-waisted ones. High-waisted, no top. And he's like, he's not like, He's not like a because I'm, I'm not into like the guys who go to the gym like a million times a week mm. and they're you know super lean and super muscly. He's, He's just not, like fit and brown and beautiful. It's not a, it's a it's not a, it's a body you come by naturally from just yes. doing physical things. It's not a gym. He's body. not like ripped. Yeah, Patrick Swayze is not here a bro. He just uses his body a lot. Yes. Yeah. To be a beautiful dancer. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. He spends a lot of that film top. You don't see a lot of his legs, though. That was what I was very curious about. I was looking at his arms going, yeah, if his arms look like that, yeah, that's what do his legs I, look you, like? I think you don't see his legs once. But what yeah. is interesting is the recurrence of the high waist in his clothing because mm. he wears the high waisted jeans, but then he also, um, in kind of the first time you meet, well, not the first time you meet him, the second time you meet him in the film, he's wearing... Um, a tuxedo and then he takes the jacket off and the tie off because he's gone to do the dirty dancing with mm. the staff behind the scenes because you know when he has his professional face on he's obviously 
you know, in the he's a ballroom dance. dancer, yeah. 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 Um, he uh, it, so and then he's wearing this really high cummerbund. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. know that I found a high waist on a man sexy, but apparently I do. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Who knew? The best kinds of surprises, though, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I just love it. I, I mean, I think I love the also. I mean, I was watching it today and I was like, oh, I love this about it. I love that about it. Now, obviously, those are not things that I like, things that I loved about it when I was six, yeah. Yeah. when I was eight or ten or whatever. But like, you know, there's an ugly duckling story going on in there, mm. which is really charming. And I loved the fact that baby came from this really traditional, lovely family. I loved the idea of the summer camp mm. that your family, your whole yeah. family would go to. Um, I, I know that I was not ever aware of the fact that it was set in the 60s. Um, mm. the, the music, I, the mix of the yeah. music, kind of and it sort of yeah. has a timelessness, quali- a timeless quality to it because it's set away from cities and away from any specific location. It's just rural Americana, and it's rural wealthy Americana. Yeah. That could be any time. Okay, the dream. Mm. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I want to go there, but yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it has a wonderful broadness to it that I don't think you see very often in cinema where it could be now. It yeah. could be this. It could be the eighties. It could be any time. Yeah, and that. Uh, that particular style and stylelessness, in in a way, is uh, oh, it's very special. It almost could be like an animation. Do you See, know? It's funny because I think that people could also criticize it for that reason because oh. they they mm. just were not very attentive <laughs> at all to the fact that it was meant to be set in anachronistic. The 60s. Yeah, you know, like there were occasional mentions like where one of the guys talks about how he's going down to um, kind of join the protests in Mississippi and like that's obviously a nod oh, to yeah. what was yeah. going on in the 60s and, and that the poor people are in East Asia now and not Europe yes and exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Um, the cars are from the 60s mm. and some of the clothes are from the 60s but some of them are not some of them yeah. are very <laughs> I was actually commenting on the car today because uh, there's this, the bit after babies uh, and uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. That's just, I, I can't. I can't. Johnny Castle. Johnny Castle. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> they coming back from the first uh, dance away, and she's getting changed in the back of the car and just leaps over the front seat. And I was like, I wish cars were fun. <laughs> Imagine cars being that fun, and you're not kind of strapped in. I was like, that is so reckless. I am so charmed. <laughs> and also, like, sexy those cars. Yeah, real mm. talk. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I, and I can't imagine that there was ever a time that they weren't. You know, because for my entire lifestyle, cars from that period are just like really nice. Sexy. Sexy cars. Yeah. I like. I just don't feel like we're going to feel that way about the cars of the eighties. No. You know? God. Or 90s. Once they separated the seats, pretty much. <laughs> or even yeah. a modern one. It's like, yeah. yeah, let me take you back in my Prius. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the environment. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, that kind of thing about it being, you know, it's an 80s film set in the 60s, kind of, but not really. I mean, like, for example, Penny, the the character in it who gets into gets herself into trouble, yeah. aka gets pregnant. Oh, she's deep 80s, isn't she? Everything about her, her earrings. Yeah. Like, she, like, at one stage, she's wearing a leotard with a belt around the middle and, like, blackfish that <laughs> tight. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, really, Penny? Like, she's got a perm. She's got, like, you know, like, um, frosted highlights. She does. She yeah. is... I, and I also think that that was one of the reasons that the movie appealed to me so much when I was a kid was because she is basically Barbie personified. Yeah. Mm. Like, she is this thin, really thin, beautiful blonde woman who wears like high heels and can dance and is really sexy but also kind of classy and mm. I think she was basically everything I wanted to ever be yeah there is that buzz off her really mm. and there's this moment and you mentioned ugly duck, the, the nature of it as an ugly duckling story where in the extended fabulous baby learns to dance montage uh, where uh, Swayze is overseeing the two the two girls teaching each other how to dance um, and he's like sitting on the floor with his legs crossed covered in sweat just <laughs> I couldn't make myself. I was just like Jesus, and uh, Penny and Baby are 
practicing dancing and you can see that Penny is this slightly more refined, mature, slightly more angular version of baby's sort of wide-eyed softness mm. and there's this incredible dichotomy and this amazing shot of, of like this this sort of more mature, more experienced woman and baby's like baby as the ingenue and then James Castle just sitting in the middle surveying the balance of his best friend and someone he's falling in love with as they dance together yeah. and there was just something about that tiny, I can't tell you if it was, it was more than a minute. slightly erotic. Oh, totally. And yeah. it was a bit like, is this, are we, have, are we having a, is there, is there a queer subtext? Is there, I was looking for, I couldn't find any, yeah. but I was looking, I was looking real hard. I, I was holding it up the... might be the straightest film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, big time. There's those two old women who dance at the very end. But yeah, probably, I was excited That's probably nothing. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I think that's more about friendship. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the only moment. And then you have kind of Penny fitting uh, the dress on Baby and when she's saying yeah. that she's frightened, which is really... I don't know, I was really touched by that and obviously Baby is like way too young to be able to offer her any sort of realistic support and there is this, there is a sort of this intimacy between them that is uh, very physical yeah. because obviously Penny's dealing with this situation and uh, like Baby is supporting her through that and kind of but not adequately because she's 19 and there's yeah there's I'm interested in their relationship yeah I mean her naivety like baby's naivety is is intense and like she even references at the start of the film in the in the VO she says that you know it was the summer of blah 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 and everyone still called me baby and I didn't even realize I didn't even know to find that offensive Mm. or something I didn't even know to let that that should bother me and so it's kind of acknowledged from the very outset that she's not someone who is particularly sophisticated or worldly but and and in fact is the ultimate wide-eyed optimist Mm. and kind of you know has this belief that she can change the world Um, I actually love that scene where the two of them are talking for a really superficial reason um, because Baby is getting her costume fitted and mm. it's like this coral dress, coral like plunge neck dress. She's wearing her and bra. she's wearing her bra underneath. Yeah. yeah, this <laughs> snow white, like, you know, big, not sexy bra. Yeah. And I remember thinking that it like that that looked really good, the white with the coral in her tan skin, and then being really annoyed and later when off. she wears it, <laughs> when yeah. she wears the costume for the actual dance. I was like, where's the white? Where's the white <laughs> color block? <laughs> like, still to this day, when I watch it, I'm like, that what, shouldn't that little bit of white in there now? That was nice. <laughs> and the clothes, I mean, I love the clothes in it. And I, I think in a way for me as a kid, I would have watched a lot of um, like really old films with like Fred Astaire. And um, like it was only ever, to be honest, it was only ever about Fred Astaire for me and whatever beautiful woman they put in beside Mm. him, unless it was Judy Garland, in which case I was obsessed. Mm. But you know, in those films, obviously, dance was such a huge part of them, and the women all wore these gorgeous, swooshy skirts. Mm. And there's a little bit of that in Dirty Dancing as well. So, in a way, I kind of think it was my taste, you know, becoming more sophisticated, (laughs) (laughs) moving on from the, you know, completely sexless glamour of of those films. MGM era golden movies where it's just uh, sweeping. Uh, like reams of fabric Marabin and feathers. We're both doing this thing with our arms that you can't see, but trust that it is very sweeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that that is that that is sexless glamour. That's yeah. actually an excellent point. And there is something, like I said earlier, like the dirty dancing is just loaded with sex, oh, it's so beginning sexy. to end. It is so sexy and the yeah. music is amazing oh, it's whether it's Patrick Swayze singing She's Like the Wind in like the ultimate 80s ballad yeah. or <laughs> actual music from the 60s it's yeah. all so good so good and the rhythms of it I think as well like I mean not only the lyrics wonderful but because it's a dance film you can see people moving in this really intense way 
to these really old songs. And I kind of, I I feel like it speaks very clearly to this this tiny revolution that happens where the way people treated one another's bodies was starting to evolve and like the austerity of the dancing happening in the camp and then this wildness of the dances happening elsewhere. But the music is perfect for it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's funny because I still find, I think the sexiest music is the music is that music the mm. kind of music that they dance to backstage at the camp as it were yeah. um, you know those kind of 60s songs you know they're really intense and they're all about desire sexy yeah. And, yeah and and there, you know, there's something brilliant about the fact that there isn't any actual sex in it because now everything is so in your face, do you mm. know what I mean? In terms of boundaries being pushed, it's more how much sex can we put in it? Yeah. How much, you know, nude? Yeah. How many nude scenes can we put in? Um, and and everything in this film is implied. It's also it's very sensual as mm. opposed to sexual, and I think that is really powerful visual storytelling mm. where it generates this. Like, I never thought that I would find Patrick Swayze attractive because I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing until this morning. Oh, and I was just sitting there, like, I- I'm changing. Something is happening to me. And once you've seen it, there's no going back. Oh, no, I'm ruined now. I'm going to go home and watch it again. Like, you, yeah. Colin, do you have new feelings for Patrick Swayze? Yes, but, yeah, I'm kind of envy. Kind of, I go, okay, that's the body you I need to go for. You know, those are arms to be... But it's also Aspiring like to. the leather jacket and like yeah, I, being I did, the kind of guy I who picks leather, up a yeah. wooden post and smashes the back the window of the car. Know, yeah. <laughs> I bought a leather jacket a couple weeks ago. So, oh, good. Yes, okay, well, you're halfway there. there. Yeah. there. That's, that's easy. Yeah. 80% of the work, realistically yeah. speaking. Like, I remember but, I was telling Sarah about this earlier um, in Rob Lowe's autobiography. Um, him, like the Estevez's, um Tom Cruise, Matt Dillon and Patrick Faze were all in a film called Rumblefish together. Yeah. And he said, when Patrick Faze walked in for the first day, they were like, oh, this is the guy because he could dance and sing and he like could carpent and he rides <laughs> on a motorbike and he looked like Patrick Swayze and he, all these beautiful memories are like holy and shit Patrick Swayze can we just acknowledge the fact that Patrick Swayze married his like childhood sweetheart and stayed with her forever oh wow yeah. <laughs> oh my heart like, <laughs> I know that now yeah oh and uh, you know that's one of the things that I found out obviously when I was much older but mm. like you know, is he? It's kind of a Paul Newman type. These guys mm. who were, you know, the sexiest things around and could have done whatever they wanted, but they and didn't. didn't. Mm. Yeah, there's you know? something really lovely about that. And if I'll, anybody knows anything to the contrary, do not tell me. No, don't no. ruin him. Don't ruin him. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't go digging. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, just I think don't. her yeah. name was Lisa, um, his wife, and yeah, I think they were together either until her death or his death. I can't. Rem- I think it was. I think he died. She might still be alive. He died when he was 57, not mm. that long ago. Yeah. I saw him. I saw him in Guys and Dolls, actually. Um, in in the West End. In oh, real God. life? Yeah, in real life, yeah, yeah. I saw him from the gods. I was way, way, way up the back, so I just squinted in the distance and he was playing um he was playing Marlon Brando's role in it. Uh, and Brando, like we were talking a bit about Brando earlier, and that, yeah. that sort of the, the how he looked in Streetcar Named Desire with the ar- the arms again, with, which is not dissimilar to how yeah. uh, Swayze looks. I think I think Brando had more of like a face, you yeah. know. But uh he played um Brando's role. And Brando in the film of Guys and Dolls, um was playing up against Frank Sinatra and was an incredible dancer and a great actor, but hadn't got a note in his head. Yeah. And he, it was almost painful to watch him, to watch Brando try and sing. It's like, don't pull down the curtain. You're, you're meant to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, you can't sing. But yeah. Swayze had none of that. Swayze was full all rounder. He could yeah. Yeah. build you a cupboard, <laughs> sing you a song. It was, he also just had that thing, you know, like that swarthy kind of confidence the character anyway mm. um, you know that you can't even really put your finger on it he just you can just hold a frame by himself mm. oh. you, like you could just stand on him just looking at someone for 
20 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, you could I do mean, it. I yeah. can think of several looks like individual looks yeah. that he gives in the film that I'm like, oh yeah. I need that gift set, you know? Yeah. I need yeah. that categorized every single time he makes a good face. Yeah. yeah. And I need it as wallpaper. <laughs> this is my haul of Patrick yeah. Swayze holograms. Please walk with me. Yeah. No, what a guy, yeah. And I mean, Jennifer Grey, like, I mean, it makes me really sad that Jennifer Grey never really kind of, you know, took off yeah. in a huge way. She's after really good in it. She's really good in it. And, like, you know, the story goes that she got a nose job and then she never worked again, which isn't mm. strictly true. But, like, it's so tragic that, yeah. you know, th- she she felt the need to go and, and physically change her face. And then it obviously didn't do, in terms of her work, whatever she maybe mm. thought it would, it would do, do, you know? Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I was like, man, this film is really from a time where people were allowed to look like people. Yeah. Where everybody in it looks different. And everybody in it looks unique and like a real person who you could see. I mean, Jay's, yeah, they're all thin as rails. Right, fair. Oh, her body mm. in Fair, merciful, impossible, mm. right? Yeah. But facially, they all do look very unique and like people. Yeah. As opposed to like the Clones. same person, <laughs> which is almost kind of bafflingly more and more. Because I, I love celebrity culture and I do follow a lot of ins- Instagrams of beautiful people just to have a, just to look at their fabulous lives. But I am increasingly feeling that everyone has the same face in a way that's kind of uncanny. It's hitting that weird spot with me where I don't, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, I think the the, the kind of current fashion for makeup as well doesn't help in that regard. No, 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 no. Because people are literally paint, and I love makeup. Yeah, same. I absolutely love it. But there is a current trend for like painting features on your face that aren't actually there, which yeah. means that mm. everybody does end up wearing the, the same, same mask, mask, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And there's something so reassuring about Jennifer Grey's face because she's stunning. Yeah. And uh, and it's, she looks it's like quite herself. Striking. Yeah. I think like there's a, you know that the first scene where she really meets Johnny, where they she goes, she carries the watermelon. The watermelon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she carries the watermelon up to where you know all the staff are doing their sexy dancing. Sorry, their dirty dancing. And she's like walking through, holding the watermelon yeah. like this lumbering giant object. Yeah. Oh, and she's great. just kind of standing at the side, and it's all these like sexy people, and um, Penny is gorgeous, yeah. and her and Patrick Swayze arrive, and they everybody cheers because they yeah. arrive. I was like, why do people? Not not sure what I walk into the room. Um, but then they do this like amazing dance and stuff and she's clearly intimidated and then he comes over to talk to her and he gives some of those looks that we talked about. Mm. But also she, in the context of that situation, looks so fresh and, and beautiful yeah. um, in a way that a perfectly polished Hollywood actress of today I don't think ever could. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The homogeny yeah. is, is, t- is taking something away and I do feel that there will be a, a change in the tides I think something will happen and will it will return to unique faces. But by then, many of the actors and actresses who we see every day will have changed their faces beyond repair. So <laughs> it's a strange thing, but I found it really, really comforting because it almost gives you permission. Like, I feel for me, as somebody who doesn't dance, doesn't enjoy dancing, is not a dancer. Yeah, I saw you talking yeah, about that earlier. I'm, I'm I- kind of having a, a crisis a bit today. I was watching <laughs> Dirty Dancing and going, how does this make people happy? These people look so happy. It makes me miserable. Do you dance? So you do you dance at all? No. I'm the wonky one in the club, standing by the bar. And if I'm at a gig, I'm doing this. 
But you wiggling don't. my shoulders. Shuffling side to side. Oh, no, yeah. You don't, I, I, and you don't enjoy it. No, I hate Is it, it because you're self-conscious or you feel like you're not doing it well? Both. Or? And it just, yeah, I just don't you like just don't the awareness of my form. I just don't enjoy it. And there's loads of reasons why, but watching, and I, I grew up in musical theatre. I watched a lot of musicals. Cabaret was my, I'm too young to be watching this movie yeah. growing up. I was like, there's an abortion in that one too. Yeah. And uh, all sorts of great stuff. In it, all the best people watched abortion films. <laughs> oh my God. And there's loads of threesomes and it's all about queerness and bisexuality. It's yeah. great. It's just no, like, cabaret is pretty hard. Hardcore. Cabaret is my nana used to fast when my nana brought me up. My nana used to fast forward certain scenes, but by and large, I still kind of caught the gist. Listen, I like, don't think you should overly shelter children. No, so. no, I turned out grand lads. We're all fine. We're all here today, aren't we? Like, you know? Yeah. But uh, I watched a lot of things with dancing, and I, honest to God, could never get my head around it. It just looks and feels impossible. Yeah. And watching the way people take pleasure from it and, take, and express themselves in it in dirty dancing. It's almost like, insp- like it nearly inspire you to try. Yeah, mm. you know, I definitely felt that because you know I don't dance as much as I I loved I loved dance. Yeah. Like I love going out and having a dance. I did. Yeah. I've, I've done classes. Like I really enjoy dancing. Um. So I it's it's hard for me to I I totally believe what you're saying. Oh but it's yeah, hard it's for gospel. me to understand. It. Yeah. Um. In the same way that I think it's probably hard for you to understand that I I 100%. love it. Yeah. Like like you know for me my dream I'm trying to. Oh, trying to introduce exercise to my life and making a plan post baby <laughs> to exercise not for weight loss but just to exercise for health mm. um, and so it's really important to me that I find something that I actually enjoy yeah. and the best form of exercise dancing. I've ever done in my life is dancing because yeah. I don't even feel like you know it's hard work and I sweat like a maniac but like I don't feel like I'm doing it yeah. Yeah. that's how it goes for me it's so enjoyable yeah. um, but uh Oh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, but watching them dancing, yeah. you know, I was like, God, I, I really miss being out and dancing because I'm pregnant right now. I'm just not ever in a situation. Yeah. And even before that, I wasn't in as many clubs or whatever. It would only be kind of at music festivals or gigs. Or yeah, I'm the same. Like like I love yeah. dancing. I did a musical in the transition year and I actually kind of had a knack for doing steps and stuff, but I haven't. Like my sister knows is an amazing dancer. Yeah. And she tries to teach me things and I'm like, no, this isn't working. What about yeah. when you got married? Did you do, did you prepare anything for your first dance? Um, Not really because my wife injured her ankle really badly a couple months beforehand. So we oh. couldn't really do too much. So it was more just side to side. But um, like we love Strictly and stuff. I'd love to learn properly. Strictly is amazing. Yeah. You Actually, should. I know I should. I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's something that you felt you kind of had a natural aptitude for mm. and that you enjoy, like, I think it's so sad that often as adults, we kind of just go, oh, well, I'm an adult now. I'm not going to do that yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you're, you know, your parents are like, try this, do this class, do that class. If you're lucky and you have the kind of parents yeah. who do that, you know, you try, you try a little bit of everything. But then I think for a lot of people, you get to be an adult and you're like, well, obviously I'm not going to be someone who dances now because yeah. it's too late. And yeah. I think maybe men especially would not. Yeah. Mm think to go to a dance class yeah. possibly well I think yeah. and I think one of the reasons that that happens is because if you're a girl a woman and you say to your mates like oh I've been thinking about you know going to a dance class or I've been thinking about starting a whatever <laughs> like for the most part your friends will be like brilliant go for it yeah. like that's gas I, or I'll do it with you or yeah. whatever whereas I feel like sometimes guys aren't even comfortable saying these things yes, to their yeah. friends exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let <laughs> yeah. alone at what the reaction would be yeah. you know sad you know, it's something. It's Get it together, men. Yeah, lads now. <laughs> Come on now. Fellas, do it. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things. It just seems so... I have a... I, I used to work in a bookstore. And one of the girls I worked in the bookstore, Megan, is a ballerina and does wow. prof- does contemporary ballet. And I went to see her do a a piece with her, her theatre company that was all around these um, huge uh, Pyrex... Not Pyrex, that's not the right word. Like um, cellophane panels 
Um, and so it was this big square and we were allowed to sit around the square so no one had the same view and they were dancing for an hour solid wow. doing these incredible like it was really expressive and really powerful I have no idea how they were operating but they were trans- they were transcendental they're incredible and the proximity I never I feel like I had never been that close to people who were really dancing mm. and being able to see every muscle as they, as they held poses and mm. held each other watching the way their bodies it was extremely beautiful and really yeah. moving, but it looked very, it was very serious as well. It was very, um, it felt like a very particular kind of art. It had huge integrity and required huge strength. Whereas Dirty Dancing, they just look like they're having the crack. Yeah. They just look like they're having the best time. They're falling in love. They're expressing yeah. how they feel. Baby is awkward as hell in the beginning and yeah. comes around. She's still awkward at the end, which I found very reassuring, yeah. but she's better. Yeah. And that journey for me was a bit of a click moment because all the musicals I would have watched growing up are, are tap, you know, or like yeah, Fred Astaire kind yeah. of singing in the rain or like those kind of golden era sure. musicals. I mean, even cabaret is all very, a very particular kind of dancing, yeah. like choreography as opposed to expression. Mm. And where those two things meet like in Dirty Dancing is just... Well, I just think there's nothing more fun than really letting loose on a dance floor. And unfortunately, you know, it doesn't happen all that often, I don't think, unless you're a particular type of person. I mean, I think everybody's been to a music festival where it's like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Like everybody, you're not really on it yet. And you go to see some some band or whatever Mm. in the afternoon. And there's one person up the front who is giving it everything they have. And they don't give a... I don't know. You can We're allowed to okay. fuck. They yeah. don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I was like, what? They don't give. That's my my radio brain. Kind yeah. of like logged in there. Yeah, we have an eighteen plus rating, don't <laughs> yeah, we? We, 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 we definitely have to swear once at least. Yeah. yeah. They don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> they really don't give a shit about about being watched or anybody or whatever. And everybody kind of all us Irish people. You know, mm. not that they're not Irish, but us classically Irish people stand around and go, oh look, look at your mom. Because we're all uncomfortable by the kind of freedom of expression that's happening. I think. Well, I think that's what happens um, and I think you know I always envy those people because mm. do, they don't need the boost yeah. whereas cut to 12 hours later <laughs> <laughs> there's the place is filled with people who are doing all doing mm. the exact same thing but it has to be for most people I think under a very specific set of circumstances you know, four drinks you need to be yeah. altered yeah. Yeah. you know chemically or you know via alcohol or whatever um, and and you know, so then those moments become few and far between where you really can let yourself go. And I just think there's nothing more fun. Yeah. There really isn't. If I was a proper broadcaster, I would have asked you five minutes ago, what was your wedding dance? Did you dance properly? Oh, we, no, no. no. We like swayed. Yeah. I don't know. What was we the song? did some spins. Mm. Um, Anak and Cole, L-O-V-E. <sighs> yeah, it was really nice. It was yeah. actually really, it was really nice because... Um, my husband's granddad, who wasn't like is is dead and wasn't at the wedding, was has like all these amazing stories about Nack and Cole and going to see Nack and Cole in London and like they had a real love for him. We didn't really know what song to use, and then Gordon just started playing it every morning in our bedroom while he was getting ready and like basically doing like a mime act of what mm. it would be like if it was our first dance. Ah. <laughs> and so after like a couple of weeks, I was like, well, it's I mean we've no other option now. Clearly. And it's it's also it's only like two and a half minutes long, so always handy. Grand, yeah. the perfect time. Oh yeah. my god, it's nothing worse than a long wedding song. So intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got everybody to come out for that's it. Once got to the second course, as we said to the groomsmen and stuff, get everybody out for a yeah. second course. Yeah. Oh, you have to, you have yeah. to have everybody ready to join in. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't a professional dance at uh-huh. all. 
not at all. I, I, don't, I do like professional dances for first dances. I kind of find them a bit... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't love them, um, but I have seen some really nice ones as well. Yeah, them, so. it depends on how... If, yeah, if I it, think... You can tell if you're trying to go viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really into that, but I think sometimes um, if, you're, if you're not a dancer and you're nervous about it, having mm. something prepared can make it a little less pressurized or yeah. easier for you. Mm. But then again, like I also know people who've just chosen not to do it. Really? Yeah. Which I also think is totally fine. Um, yeah. Like, I love people going, you know, I don't want to do that at my wedding, so I'm not going to. Yeah, because people don't even notice. We didn't, like, throw a bouquet or anything at ours. Yeah. And we just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Nobody... I, we, we forgot that, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did it on the second day, just mm. for the class. Ah, yeah, just yeah. laughed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we also didn't cut the cake. Just on the night, I was like, I can't be bothered. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, so we didn't. Yeah, we kind of remembered after about an hour, like, oh, we should do this. And then yeah. it's, it's a really weird experience. Because everybody gets around to take a picture of that bit. You're standing yeah, there and you keep on taking the knife out and back in again. That's why I decided I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I was like, no, everybody's having fun. I'm having fun. Like, I don't mm. want to I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't great at the whole taking pictures thing. I was like, I'm just not doing it anymore. Um, mm. And as a result, there's lots of pictures I don't have that I wish I did have. So oh, really? I wish I'd been a little bit more patient with it. Mm. We kind of structured our photographer around not doing very many posed photographs. but We did the same. We said they just, we just want them to be around. Yeah. And just get everybody natural yeah. they took us off for five minutes down to an abandoned flower mill and took photos of us oh, down there which, wow. is, which is getting knocked down now so they're like some of the last photos of that place oh, wow. so it's, it's cool but um, yeah besides that they were just around all day yeah we kind of did it I didn't see them for yeah. the day like, but there's loads of photos yeah, yeah. our photographer is amazing Katie yeah. Farrell the Mastersons yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> our, our photographer is our only witness because we eloped and the only person who saw us get married was our photographer and, and, and you had a photographer well, yeah just That's a friend great. of ours who yes. had a nice a really beautiful vintage camera so the light is quite low and the cam- the photos are very there's only like there there's only a few of them and they're like we we got married in San Francisco City Hall and then went for brunch and then went to Disneyland so our first dance wow. was under the fireworks at well first dance wink which was the two of us standing in a crowd full of complete strangers bawling our eyes out oh, <laughs> under this so fireworks nice. display and then going to Space Mountain but it was um yeah, I I feel we we will eventually have a proper a proper wedding in Verticom's Irish wedding mm-hmm. or some sort of an insane shindig where I would like to try and do all of those nice things because yeah. when we were in the taxi on the way out of City Hall, both of us sat there and we're like we're going to when our parents knew, but we should probably send them a selfie. So all of the most photograph, important photographs from that day are the selfies we took but didn't post or didn't tell anyone because we yeah. kept it secret it for nearly secret, a year. Yeah, mm. yeah and uh, we, were, we were posting photos the whole time we were in Disneyland, but no one knew what... They were like, oh, is there a carrier in Disney for some reason? And we're like, yeah. That's cool. Surprise. Yeah. Now we'll have... We'll, 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 I mean, it would be... Now, I and mean, will you do the dance? Well, I, I might actually... You know that now that you're saying, like, yeah. I suppose you can you can learn how to do it. You can get somebody who would teach you how to how to do that mm. properly. Yeah, and that might be a really incredible kind of thing to do. You know, I'm like thinking of Patrick's face. You know, I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> if baby can do it, then I can do it. You know, because yeah. I don't think Harry would be opposed to it. I think he can. He loves he he dances. You know, well, I have friends who now this was years ago. Um, and they were one of my first friends to get married and they had a prepared dance, and it was really nice. Yeah. And then on the second night. Um, there was a sing song, and I think one of the guys, I think it was, I think it was the groom's brother, um, sang the song that they had done their first dance to. Oh, yeah. And so they did the dance again, oh. just in the bar, and it was so nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really nice, and yeah. they'll always have that. And mm. I think, I think that's really nice. Yeah, there must be something about a very slight choreography that you both only know. Yeah, that's mm. that's. I think there's something very special about yeah, that. Yeah, Something too. you carry forward from the night that you me had. Me too. Yeah. And now that we have a bit of. Now that we've already done it, we're married three years or whatever. Like yeah. we can actually go in and do 
the things in a way that we really want to with no yeah. pressure because yeah. we've been doing this yeah, for totally. a while. <laughs> totally. And I would be a big proponent of anybody who's getting married. Just do whatever the fuck mm. you want. Yeah. Like, you know, the you wedding don't industrial have to do complex. anything you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, you really don't. Um, and there's so much pressure. It's insane. Like, there will be, and, and it's, a lot of it comes from, I think, like wedding professionals who are like, oh, you have to do this. And it's yeah. like, well, no, actually, I don't. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, the Pinterest vortex is a frightening ugh. place. I yeah. knew I was eloping, but I still managed to somehow freak myself out really, <laughs> really badly about it. Not yeah. because of what I was actually doing, which was marrying my boyfriend, yeah. more because. I felt I had to appear a certain way, even though the only person who would see me was this photographer, this lovely lady called Nicole Peroni, who's very talented, but didn't really know us that well. Yeah. And there is still this implicit performance of, of like, bridalness. Yeah. And that you have to be a bride. And also the pressure of, once in a lifetime, once in a once lifetime, in, yeah. once most, in a lifetime. The most beautiful day of your life. And it's like, well, maybe Fuck it can off. be the day that opens up all of the beautiful days my life is going to have. Maybe mm. it's not well, one like, day. You know? I just really resisted all of that in the run-up to my wedding. And then I had the best weekend of my entire life yeah. and it was almost a surprise because I was I was so resistant yeah. to all of the kind of shackles of a quote wedding yeah. that I was like oh whatever I don't care it's going to be fine yeah. <laughs> so then when it ended up being absolutely amazing I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever yeah. so as it yeah. turns out it was but I didn't go into it expecting it to be um, no. which I think was, yeah. a, was a nice thing like I remember on our wedding day we kept going saying to each other this is going so well <laughs> Everybody's having a nice time. This is yeah. great. Yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah. Got away with yeah. it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> it worked. Totally, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of um, liberated dancing happening mm. at our at our wedding, yeah. which is great. Mm. Yeah, the that's special moments. Particular kind of dancing that happens at Irish weddings. Exactly, it's very it's powerful. You know, I feel like I'm, again, I'm such a bi- such a wallflower, such a bystander, where I'm just chilling and watching everyone dancing, and they. There is something that happens in the environment of a wedding where it it frees people nearly. Mm. You know, we're going to our first couple of weddings this summer. Um, the first I've been to since I was a teenager, and um, not that I had many teenage bride friends now or anything, <laughs> but like family weddings, things like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what what that what that dance floor generates. Oh my god! You know, I have had some of the best times. The best times definitely in my last few years have been at good friends' weddings. Just throw it in. Oh my god! Just so much fun. Just such happy, positive days, you know, and and usually you're with your like great, great mates that you don't feel like yeah. you have to be reserved around in any way. So, yeah, yeah love it. It's something extra. There. Love dancing, love weddings, love it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's good vibes. But so back the, to dirty dancing. Yeah, yeah. dirty dancing. In terms of the, I just, I just, I just thought of a question. Go for it. About dirty dancing. In terms of like, what do you think happened to? Oh, I'm leaning far away from the mic again. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> um, what do you think happened to Baby and James Castle? Johnny oh, Castle. Johnny Castle. Johnny Castle. Like, I think it's... it's Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that today. I was like, I mean, yeah, it's all very nice, but obviously she's going off to college and, like, they're not together. Yeah. But I think it was a very beautiful summer romance for the two of them, and yeah. I think Johnny Castle probably came away from it having a bit more um, faith in relationships and hopefully a bit more kind of optimism about his life, and I think that baby will be going to college with a lot more kind of street smarts than yeah. she would have prior to it but yeah I know I think it's a summer romance I think that's it that's a yeah. beautiful one yeah. a la Danny and Sandy in Greece <sighs> the other film with the cars yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although and I love Greece, but I think Dirty Dancing is, is definitely a better film oh by far I yeah, I Greece winds me up but Greece I, I don't know maybe it's because Greece has become such a like 
an Andy Warhol painting of a musical, you know, the it's message everywhere. of Greece is so dodgy compared to Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, yeah. dodgy, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leather, American leather apparel cigarettes. disco pants, yeah. Andy. That's exactly what you need to make yeah. boy fall in love with you. Yeah. But it's, uh, I think it's, it's just everywhere and it's too much. And it's uh, there's something subtler about Dirty Dancing, weirdly, I think, than Greece. I was in uh, my 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 fourth year musical. I was in. It was like a an all girls school, and who never did anything creative or expressive or anything like that, really, not in my day. But uh, there was, they did musicals through the eras. So they did a bit from Hair from the 60s and then Grease for the 50s and uh, Saturday Night Fever for the 70s <laughs> and then Cats for the 80s and Lion King for the 90s. And I was only elected, I really wanted to be able to I do singing. I 100% would go see that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was gas. It was, it was gas. And I really wanted to be in Cats and not have to do any dancing, but get to do the old lady singing bit yeah no more, more the standing still and singing the really sad powerful mm-hmm. song yeah. bit under no circumstances did I get that role <laughs> instead I got Kinnicky which I think I mentioned on this podcast before <laughs> uh, the greatest drag show on earth my friends and I had one song line which was did you get very far and that was it that was my moment of the sun that and I had to, key line it is it a key is, line yeah. and I had to do I had to do learn the hand jive and oh man never never again I was so bad at it and I was obviously confusing the people around me and it was <laughs> the hand uh, is difficult in fairness well the hand <sighs> is essentially dancing which you've already said oh yeah, yeah. it is yeah. dancing yeah. but it's just dancing with your hands so you'd imagine oh no yeah. no under yeah. no circumstances like they in Strictly Come Dancing they give extra points for armography like doing, armography. Stuff, doing stuff with your hands <laughs> and arm. yeah they do. do you know what Strictly Come Dancing no I really I could never warm to it okay because Three years ago, Lewis Smith was on it. Yeah, and um, the gymnast guy. Yeah, and yeah. he was. They, his partner realized very early on that he was getting a lot of thirst votes, and so for the semi final, he did. I've had a time in my life, and did the lift, and then he ended up winning. Stop. Yeah, YouTube. Oh yeah, immediately when I leave yeah. on repeat. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the other thing about dirty dancing as well. Is that I think that lift, the scene with the lift mm. and the whole lift thing. I mean, it's what every girl wants. Like, have you seen you know the film Crazy Sexy Love? Yes, we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. there's that amazing scene where Ryan Gosling brings Emma Stone back to his apartment and he's like Mr. Love Love, and she's like, and she's not. She's trying not to fall for his charms. Is very aware of the fact that he has a strategy, and she like, she's like, show me your move, and his yeah. move is doing the dirty dancing lift, and she can't resist it even though she knows <laughs> it's a move and I totally I fully understand that that is such a good film by the way yeah it is if people it? haven't seen yeah. it it's so so good very underrated I must go and watch it I was talking to Alan about it this morning I was like if Ryan Gosling tried that on me I would laugh at his face for 10 minutes I was be like good luck watch me face plant on your watch me <laughs> well, go into just, your hardwood I'm floors I'm like twice the size of Ryan Gosling so I wouldn't be into the doing it but I would happily watch him do it with someone else yeah mm. and then put her down and come over to yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. send her on her way I'll off you go love now I'll just be watching <laughs> um, well done let's just watch the vi- the video of you doing that with Emma Stone on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. repeat for like 30 minutes yeah it's grand it's funny so do you still watch it a lot do you know I hadn't watched it in a really long time yeah um, and I watched it again to kind of prepare myself mm-hmm. for this and I realised that I hadn't watched it in years probably I mean I would say seven years at least like I don't think I've, I've watched it since my husband and I have been together so yeah. a long time um, and I was really it was really nice to watch it again because I was like wow this is actually a really good film mm-hmm. like it's not just something that I have this nostal- like nostalgia yeah. tinted glasses about you know it's it's genuinely a really good film it really stands up yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent there's so much happening 
Mm. Like the acting is really good. Like the characters are very well rounded. There's really interesting dynamics happening all the time. Like Baby's parents are really interesting. Her dad is really interesting. Emily Bishop is her mom who's, or not Emily Bishop. uh, Emily Bishop. Is it Emily Bishop? Anyway, she's Emily Gilmore in the Gilmore Girls. Ah, okay. Kelly Bishop, that's her. Oh name. yeah, Kelly Bishop. Yeah, yeah, sorry, she's just Emily Gilmore in my head. Like that's who she is. <laughs> and her like her sister she's is brilliant. awful. Her sister is and awful. Her sister is such a dope. And she and does that scene where she sings, <laughs> and and it's like the worst singing you've ever heard. And it's oh. in the background to like five scenes, which I just love. She's doing this terrible dance, and she thinks she's the cool, sophisticated one. Yeah. While in reality. Baby is the one having the summer of her life. I love yes. that as well. Her face when Baby tells her to cover for her when she goes off to do the dance. Yeah. She's like, how dare you have something I have a going headache. on? Yeah, she's like, yeah. You, you have to do something for me. And she's like, I do not have to do anything <laughs> for you. And she's like, tell mom and dad I have a headache. Check on me once. That's it. Bye. <laughs> like, Baby is the, that's when the tables turn. Yeah. Baby's the cool one. And mm. she's the one who's going out with the waiter who knocked up Penny. Who's yeah. a monster. Yeah. yeah. Who is like yeah. proper early like prototype fuckboy yeah. like yeah. is a monster yeah, oh, yeah because the, he gives her the fountainhead to read and yeah, he gives her Anne Ron to read <laughs> yeah. that is oh I missed like, that yeah he tells baby um, sorry I was do- I was also clearing out a wardrobe while I was watching yeah, it so. he, um, oh, when, they're, when she pours the water on him oh yeah yeah he hands her a book to read to to kind of explain his worldview and it's The Fountainhead by Anne Rand. Oh my so God. So he's also yeah. a libertarian, yeah. which is even funnier. It's <laughs> like you, if you made that up, if you decide, if you added that in as a joke, people would think, nah, that's too much. That yeah. would be a great joke Of course, now. of yeah. course he reads Anne Rand. So there's a lot of, yeah, he's a monster. But I think that, uh, I don't know, I think Baby, like, her journey is so interesting. And she's so she's so excited, but her excited her excitement is so contained in that really like she's just bubbling under the surface the whole time. Yeah. You know? In a way that's real teenage and real young. Well you it's know? A, it's real like, you know, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's it come a woman coming into herself. Um and it, and the, you know, the naivety is is charming. It could be annoying, but it's not. It's no. charming, I think. Um yeah, and and I think as well that's that's a very attractive thing about the film that she has this like you know cool glamorous sister um, and then by the end of the summer as it were which is I'm sure is in reality only a couple of weeks it's three weeks I think isn't it yeah. three weeks yeah, yeah. Um, you know by the end of those three weeks everything has changed because mm. um, yeah. like, she's the one who says to her sister like you know don't this guy is not a good guy and then the arrogance of the guy because at the end of the film because just in case people haven't seen it but basically uh, Penny this one of the dancers is in trouble, i.e. pregnant. And then a there's a doctor coming into town and a baby asks her dad for the money to pay for the abortion. And her dad is like, is it for anything illegal? And she's like, no. And she's like, I can't tell you what the money's for. But And he gives it to her in good faith. And then whoever this doctor is ends up being like a butcher and leaves Penny and bits. So baby has to go to her dad, who is a doctor, to come and try and save the day. And he assumes that Johnny is the 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 mm. father of the of the child and that he's created this terrible situation when in reality he's not. Where in reality it's baby's sister's scummy waiter boyfriend who's in Yale and like thinks he's the <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um and then, you know, so all through the film, baby's dad thinks that Johnny is this bad guy. And then at the very end, the waiter comes up to baby's dad and is like, Oh yeah, by the way, thanks for taking care of that penny thing. Like the arrogance mm. of that to be so obnoxious and just be like, Yeah, we're we're men. Like we know this shit happens. She's like, I don't even he's like, I don't even know if it was mine. I mean, she said it was mine, but like, who knows? Mm. And the dad is just like livid. Um he's 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 a perfectly written scumbag character. Yeah. yeah. 
the layers, the layers of scumbaggery. The details that go in there, yeah. Roll that, deep. Yeah, it goes. Still cannot yeah. get over the Anne Rand book. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that is. That's mad. I can't believe I missed that. I'm gonna have to go back and look for. But that it's now. a tiny detail. It's a yeah. tiny detail that yeah. is just like it's the cherry. Do you yeah. know? It's mm. like of course. Yeah. Because the fountainhead is kind of sexy as well. Weirdly enough, so it's almost like a corru- it's like a corrupting moment. Yeah. Where it's like here's libertarian, also some writing, and like it's a oh it's <laughs> so it's, it's horrible. If anybody today hand me a copy of the fountainhead, I would. Just just be like, oh, I'm not even putting my hands on it. No, thank you. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do yeah. under no circumstances. Beware, folks. If anyone tries to get you to read Anne Rand, you know what they're doing. There's also some really kind of like knowingly funny moments. Like I, the the owner of the camp is this kind of, you know, jolly, rotund, scummy guy who's mm. who basically tells all the all the guys he's recruited from the best colleges to be waiting staff oh, yeah. that they should take care of the to just take care of the customers' daughters even if they're dogs. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Which is so like, gross. That's yeah. I'm not saying that's funny, that's actually gross. But when they arrive, the owner comes up to to greet them and baby's father is his doctor so they're like special guests of the owner and he's like oh let me tell you this about your father like if it wasn't for him I'd be standing here dead (laughs) and I was like what a line like that's so good but there's another kind of bit we didn't really pick up on that there was this older woman um, who was kind of hovering around Patrick Swayze for the whole film too and like offers basically Zsa Zsa Gabor from Greece but like older Mm. offers to buy a ride off him and he's like nah and she's real mad and causes a bunch of trouble. So there's this other layer. Well, they've done it. it before, though, I think. Oh, have? Oh, they have. There is a moment. There's and, an implication. Yeah. like, yeah, hey, lover. Yeah. It's our last chance to be together. <laughs> and then her husband's like, give my wife some extra dance lessons and throw some passion. Johnny's like, no, I'm in love with baby now. He doesn't say Aww. that. But he's like, no, I'm not going to have any time this weekend. And baby's like, oh, my melty heart. <laughs> my melty teenage yeah, heart. Exactly. <laughs> But um, that's a really interesting sort of is. thing as well that like she, she's paying for sex and that's another unexpected thing to happen in a movie about dancing, you know? Yeah. It's like there there are so many touches of darkness in it. Yeah. Like, and what did they call the owner called her I think they called her like a cabin bunny and he was like <sighs> cabin bunnies are the women who come up here for the whole summer and their husbands only come up for the weekend. <laughs> So basically, like, these are loose women who are off the hook. Um, and, you know, they're Cougars, like, good on them. getting on it during the week. Goals. Um, which, yeah, even in itself is quite, in the context of the film, is quite kind of, you know, braver. Mm. In that really yeah. pastel world. Yeah. In that sort of sunny, summery, everyone's wearing white shorts and floral shirts. And yeah. then there is an abortion. And then there are people paying for sex. And I think, again, that speaks even further to this Americana. This, like, weird, false like anachronistic America where everything is glossy Mm. glossy and it looks like it could be like a golfing magazine from the 60s -hmm. but underneath it there is this really subtle seedy underbelly and the film never gets weird and it's very traditional in the way that it's made but the story just has so many layers it's excellent storytelling like in terms of like how, how films work there's not a boring second like it's really like that that was I again this morning was my first time watching it yeah. so I'm just even the dance montage is super yeah. it's fine not an <laughs> like unnecessary you're not scene like, uh, a dance montage no. you're like oh a dance montage <laughs> it's still telling you a story in yeah. every single scene like it's incredible filmmaking yeah. I'm just uh, I want to go and watch it again and also you know that scene where they do where they're like lip syncing the song to each other yeah the bit about like oh um, the lover come here lover boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. or it's like baby mm. oh baby that bit I was like who came up with that idea like what a great idea yeah. it's such a great scene it's so playful but it's also kind of sexy mm. and you know they're lip 
thinking to each other, I was like, that's like, who came, like, where did that come from? <laughs> Someone one day was like, I've got an idea. <laughs> Instead of just a dance scene, let's have them lip sync. Like, I mean, that's what? No, that, you don't well, do that. That's, that's them not being brave enough to sing to each other, which is really interesting as well, because they're brave enough to dance together and to be so physically intimate, but they're not. They're just miming. Well, it's you know? also, I think it's just they're having fun. Yeah. Like, that's a way of demonstrating the fun that they're having together, you know, yeah. and, and that it's like a really happy relationship, as mm. it were. Ah, yeah. uh, it's, it's a good buzz. It, is. <laughs> it really is. Would you want to spend time in that suburb camp? Yeah, I was actually just going to say, yeah. 100%. Because there's, there's like, as far as I can tell, there's three like notable fictional American summer camps. There's that one, there's the Say by the Bell of Malibu Sands yes. episodes, and it was about Hot American Summer. Yeah. And like, Say, but a bad one is like they're dancing without all the sex and yeah. subtext and intrigue. It's just it is the white shorts and yeah. everybody's rich and yeah. just Lisa's the only black person in the entire place. Yeah, you know, Lisa Turtle. Lisa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just can't think about Lisa without feeling really sad. Yeah, of the way Lark worries has turned out. Really, the actress who played her is had a lot of plastic surgery and a oh, lot no. of troubles. Yeah, mm. she does not look great. All the kids from Say by the Bell are really strange. Like not, it's a, it's an it's an American story where yeah. where they all ended up, and it's like, oh man, given that we were spoon fed that so heavily from mm. t- yeah. television in the nineties, it's like it's crazy. Yikes, guys! Although AC Slater, Mario yeah, Lopez, good. yeah, yeah, it's really good. Is doing well. Mark Paul Gosselaar has done some cool acting stuff. Yeah, in the he was last in few years. Suits or something. No, he's had yeah, like series. Or- yeah, he's yeah. Had, yeah, yeah, on order. Maybe he's had like a few different things. And um, what's it called? Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen has still worked. Like yeah, she she's, is, she's sad. Astonishing. She was in yeah. Beverly Hills 90210. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and VIP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, VIP. I forgot about VIP. Yeah. But, but Screech's story is but pretty depressing. But then there's Screech yeah. and yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jesse Spano hasn't done too well, I don't think. Showgirls no. was pretty well, good. I feel like people, people give Showgirls a hard time, but it was I badass. It was real good. She was good in Roger Dodger as well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and she was in a Woody Allen movie. She was in the Curse well, of the Jade Scorpion. Well, there you then. go. Yeah. Weird Woody Allen trivia. <laughs> yeah, but definitely all Woody Allen trivia is weird Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, <trivia. laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <awesome>. definitely <laughs> of terrible all those summer camps for me. I would want to go to Kellerman's from mm. Dirty Dancing. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would go and I would wear those. Outfits. Even if you couldn't do the Dirty Dancing. Well, no, I would want to be working and like doing the like sexy behind the scenes stuff. I wouldn't yeah. want to be. Well, I mean, Baby has the best of both worlds because she doesn't have to do any actual work and she gets to hang out with the cool kids. But yeah, no, I don't want to be doing like merengue lessons and trying on wigs. No. (laughs) Or like preparing for the talent show. Mm, I mean, listen, if you'd gotten me 15 years ago, preparing for the talent show would have been the ultimate for me. (laughs) But uh, things have changed. Yeah. I think Baby is inspirational in the way that you can be like a wallflower or quite and just walk into the place where the cool people are and then it's like, be their queen yeah. like why did they pick I, I can't remember why did they pick baby like out of all the other dancers well basically everyone's working that was oh, the line yeah, yeah it course, was yeah. like so and so's got to do this and so and so's doing this dance rehearsal and like blah blah, blah. Mm. basically everyone's working no one has time people have to work baby you <laughs> idiot <laughs> go, why don't you go ask your dad for money and then uh, it's suggested kind of jokingly by Johnny Castle's cousin that like oh she could do it yeah um, and then that's what ends up happening which is like I mean a bit ridiculous yeah but I think like just hanging around cool people until they accept you is kind of the story of my life. Yeah. So I kind of Same. I relate. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. You just kind of buzz in. And you're like, hi, cool people. I'm gonna. Yeah, sit I'm just gonna here stand here quietly, quietly and then maybe three or four times meetings in. You'll be like, oh yeah, Alan's here. Yeah. That's our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is our Twitter. Yeah. Well, that yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how Twitter works. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, it's definitely an element of that for me with Twitter too. Yeah. For sure. 
Yeah, but you're, you're like Twitter is this, DJ is this, is this summer yeah. camp we all want to live I haven't in. always. When I first started using Twitter, pro- like properly, properly using Twitter, I was unemployed. Mm. And I was really in a very bad place. I, like I... Like, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was certainly surfing that wave. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't really getting out of bed during the day. And I was feeling really disconnected from my friends because I, I just was so down on myself for not having a job that I didn't really feel like I had anything to contribute. So, like, mm-hmm. I lived with two friends and they'd come home from work and I would close my bedroom door because I just felt like I have nothing to say to them. Yeah. And um, I started using Twitter then properly. I had had an account for a while, but that's when I started really interacting with people and it made me feel so much less alone. Yeah, like really, it really in a, does. In a huge yeah. way. I think if you work on your own or if you're at home a lot or if mm. you're going through something, you know, a mental health thing mm. or like just a downtime, I think it can be really, really helpful. Um, which is why I never let people get too down on Twitter. No. Because mm. there's jerks there, but there's jerks everywhere. Yeah. There's also a lot of good. There's a lot, a lot of good. good. Yeah. There's a lot of good vibes and a lot of, uh, I don't know, I mean, like that's how me and Alan met. I feel like when I was in the States and I was really trying to, again, just trying to figure out how to, exist yeah i still had this wonderful bridge to a bunch of sound people from where i was from who sounded like me and made the same kind of jokes that i made and it was like this invisible summer camp where you could just go and be like oh well these here in my phone i can have the chats with people who kind of get it but it also is an amazing um it's an amazing creative space and and Mm. i don't know i think it generates a lot of positivity and there is hate there's haters everywhere yeah but realistically i feel like i do so much work to film a feed up with good animal pictures and sound people (laughs) same i really don't encounter that bad Twitter I mean I know it's out there because I hear about it and like I know some of my friends who would be um, you know a little bit more maybe just a bit more known or a bit more known for particular things yeah um, would get a much harder time than I have um, but it hasn't turned for me yet touch wood um, and please god no it won't no real talk please I god one. I don't please god please god that's not a yeah. thing to say I don't know where that came from I was supposed to like, come out with a god bless and I'm like what where did I know from? I started saying mouth. TG and PG kind of ironically like as a joke but now I TG. just say them all the time please god thank god yeah. all yeah. the time yeah. I'm like oh TG for that like, and then I feel like people are like what a dick <laughs> but you know what can I do it's the language of our people it's realistically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of good to be had at Twitter. Yeah, it's mm. a good place, place mm. you want to be. Cool. Um, I think that's a good, pretty good place to stop. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts about Dirty Dancing? Anything you didn't get to mention? No, I love Dirty Dancing. R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. Oh. Yeah. You were a great man. Beautiful arms. Thank you for mm. awaking my loins. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think that's that's it. Um, thank you so much, Louise McSharry. Her book, Fat Chance, is out now. I think by the time this comes out yeah. and thanks to Maria Griffin whose book is out in October-ish times Ish. thank you and <laughs> I'm Alan and goodbye thank you bye 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 and that's the podcast um, thank you so much to Louise McSharry she's brilliant and to Sarah Maria Griffin buy both of their books um, I took a bit of a backseat in that one because I don't have a huge amount to say about Patrick Swayze's amazingness I tried though um, but yeah they're, they're both great right um, so things um, subscribe to the podcast please because it helps loads uh, rate and review us on iTunes um, support Headstuff on Patreon um, patreon.com forward slash Headstuff because that's really good and that's not sarcastic it wasn't I mean it it's really nice um, you get cool things and you support Headstuff so that's really nice um, listen to the other Headstuff podcasts there's Alison's Little Show Alison as you almost definitely know is amazing and hilarious and she gets great guests the original Headstuff podcast, which also has really interesting people from all walks of creativity. Uh, Girl Farley's Fascinated, who gets just 
people you wouldn't even think to get on a podcast and get some really amazing stories out of them like Bosco and the creator of Hagman and Lacey and all kinds of stuff um, and No Encore the music podcast with Dave Hanratty and his elite crew of music experts I think that is everything yes that is everything okay cool thank you bye